Welcome to the Peace Grows Here podcast. I'm your host, Yelena Fiafilatas, with my Blooming Heart Hypnotherapy and Coaching. And this is a place for you if you're looking for business strategies, emotional wellness advice, and stories from fellow ladies entrepreneurs. Hello everyone, you're about to listen to my first solo episode and I'm recording this intro just a couple of weeks after I recorded the episode itself to add to it that I'm not only going to be talking about nervous states as I announced it in the very beginning of this episode, but I'm also talking about my rationale for that in the very beginning, explaining how our nervous states influence our self-talk and vice versa, and how it is important to as regulate our nervous system as to have an empowering self-talk going together to create a sweet spot, an optimal, functioning, stable, feeling good state within us. So for the first 11 minutes of this episode, I'm going to be talking about how that thing works, this relationship between our self-talk and nervous system and then we're going to be talking about nervous system and go through a day of how our states can change and what we can do we'll be some doing some practice in the very end so stay tuned it's going to be quite packed with tips and tricks and feel free to dm me at my blow my heart hypnotherapy at all times to tell me what else you want to listen about Welcome to another episode of the Peace Grows Here podcast. This is my first ever solo episode. So today we're going to be talking about, I'll be talking about regulating your nervous system for success. This subject in particular is so inspiring for me because I found that working with nervous system has been extremely beneficial for me in so many ways, uh, particularly to manage my anxiety better. And while it's being now popularized among masses, this whole conversation about the nervous system, I feel like there is still a lot to be said and applied. So my hope for today is to break it down for you in very simple terms, but empowering terms. I will go deeper, a layer deeper than just talking about some tips and tricks that you can take away. I will give you a bit of a theory about how nervous system operates. Mainly, we'll be exploring the different states that we move throughout the day. I'll give you a couple of examples and also talk about this very important idea of the sweet spot for our nervous system. It is where our optimal functioning is happening and I don't know what optimal functioning means to you for me it is when I'm calm and energetic at the same time not overly activated frantic erratic but also quite poised in what I do and how I do my things throughout the day and a lot of times my to-do list is so freaking long that it overwhelms me and it's definitely a skill and an art to come back to your center all over again so let's jump right in i hope you will get some ideas about why it is important to regulate our nervous systems and why it is not just a self-care thing that you do once but it's a lifestyle it's something that we do every day pretty much 
I call it nervous system hygiene personally, something that I engage in quite religiously, although I do have some days when I forget about it and then I pay for it. So let's talk about the different states our nervous system moves through throughout the day, how we can become aware of that movement so that on the basis of that awareness, we can begin to develop understanding of our states as we go around our day and most importantly, how we can help ourselves as we are entering the survival state, so to say, where our nervous system shifts from that optimal sweet spot place and becomes a little more too too activated or even immobilized when we get associated and numb and unmotivated. All just to teach ourselves to catch those early signs of what it's like for us when we shift from being regulated towards being dysregulated and take measures so that we stay in that window of tolerance, window of tolerance, so to say, where we are functioning at the best when our nervous system feels supported and where we continuously find our way back to that place and it takes a little bit of awareness and work but it all really pays off so wonderfully and it basically is made of three different phases this uh, work with our nervous systems and it is encapsulated in the quote by Deb Dana from her book Anchored which I adore, um, highly recommend. So the quote goes like this, with awareness comes understanding and with understanding comes choice. And what does it mean? Basically, it means that when we begin to become aware of the different states our nervous system moves through throughout the day and actually catch those signs of early dysregulation and understand also what brought us there, what our triggers, we can actually take some action to help ourselves to bring ourselves to more of a regulated place. And from that more regulated place, which is never going to be home, almost never going to be perfect, we can choose the stories that we tell ourselves. And this is where the choice comes in. Those stories that we tell ourselves in our heads about ourselves, about our lives, businesses. And why bother being mindful about what we tell ourselves in our heads? Is that the meanings that we make in regards to what's going on in our lives and with ourselves influence our mood immensely. And then our mood influence our actions and our ability to take them. And of course, you already know that our actions influence our circumstances and everything else in our life. This is what we have control over the most in whatever environment that we're in. And this is what I mean by stories. The self-talk that we engage in in our minds that is that has everything to do with how we feel and what we do. This is why there is this quote that I also love by Lisa Hayes. I 
believe this is how you pronounce her name be careful how you're talking to yourself because you are listening be careful how you're talking to yourself because you are listening we are constantly listening to our inner self talk even though a lot of times it's automatic we don't even know that we're thinking the thoughts that we're thinking before we pause and actually catch ourselves in the moment of doing that and that only gives us more reasons to start pausing throughout our day and checking in with our nervous system and what's going on in our heads because our moods is uh, are created by the relationship between where our nervous system is how our physiological state is doing and the self-talk that we are engaging in our minds and the sweet spot that i was mentioning before is where we can regulate our nervous system and we combine that with a supportive self-talk so there is a body component to it and there is definitely a mind component to it as well and the thing is then we ask ourselves a question so where should we begin and a lot of times we think that we should begin with either or either regulating our nervous system or changing our mindset but the truth of the matter that they're very much interconnected and they influence each other at all times so ideally you are working with both but in today's topic in today's episode and specifically i would like to focus on the body component of this optimal functioning combo and i encapsulate that step in a saying that i came up with that is inspired by a different saying maybe you heard of it there is a saying that i definitely apply really well in my 20s which was dance first think later i think there is actually a book under this title out there as well but when it comes to the nervous system what i tell myself at all times that the swiftest path swiftest path towards the optimal functioning is coming my body first and thinking later and what do i mean by that is that our physiological state has everything to do with what we think depending on whether we feel regulated or dysregulated threatened or safe the change it, it changes the stories in our minds that we tell ourselves and how we frame our reality and we have a choice what stories do we want to tell about our reality because then if we choose right we can motivate ourselves we can empower ourselves to keep moving and this is up to us and it all begins with becoming really aware of how our physiological state influences how we think and then taking measures and sometimes the first measure that you end up with is just being compassionate with yourself if you are feeling dysregulated that particular day you might be more understanding of any stories of failure of hopelessness or um any other negative stories that we tell ourselves in our minds popping up and take a moment not take them so seriously and that can be empowering in and of itself so you that then you can just observe that story coming up in your mind in your self talk and you have a moment of self compassion and move on 
And by moving on, you are allowing so much space and energy to be released for you to continue working in your life, building the business life that you want to do instead of getting stuck into that negative physiological state accompanied by a negative self-talk. And the thing is, our self-talk, as I said, it's a cycle, definitely influences our physiological state and can enhance our well-being by empowering, by soothing our nervous system, or it actually can be detrimental and pushing by pushing us deeper into the dysregulation. So let's look at how we move through the different states throughout our day. Imagine, and this is a podcast for female entrepreneurs primarily, so let me take an example from a real life. I'm definitely been there myself. Let's say you're waking up and you are feeling good this morning. There is definitely is F like yeah story in your mind. You're not really necessarily aware of it at the moment. You're not really thinking, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm going to crush it today. But it's definitely the underlying tone because maybe you had enough sleep that day. Maybe you even made some time for self-care, some stretching, some yoga, some meditation, some affirmations, and you had breakfast. You took care of your needs so that you are putting money in the bank of your nervous system, so to say. You are filling your cup from the get-go. And here you are, feeling great, starting your day, and from this more of a slower morning time, you're moving into working. And since you are working at home, let's say you're an online entrepreneur, you are still in your workspace, in your living room perhaps, and you are having your first cup of coffee, and answering the emails, maybe engaging on your social media, making some notes for later in the day, and you are feeling quite activated. That is not your um, just in, even an hour before when you f- were in a m- bit of a more of a slow mode, hopefully, because this is what I recommend to all of my clients to start slow and then get a little activated because we need that energy in our system to really get things going. And everything is fine until something changes, until, at least for me, what happens is I look at my to-do list and sometimes I look at my to-do list for this day or for just like a month for all of my projects to see where I am and the whole arc of my um, plans for this month for my business. And I get slightly a little more activated and kind of even moving towards feeling stressed. It also happens so that let's say I feel like there's some a demand on my attention coming from my environment. Maybe, maybe that's my husband. Maybe it's my garden. I don't have kids, but I have a lot of plants that I take care of. Maybe that's a friend who really needs my help. It could be something minimal that is being thrown into my flow that just trips me over or it can be something major like another day I had to make a very difficult decision to put my cat down and right now I can talk about it without tears but then it was quite difficult to continue on with my day it actually pushed me much further being overly activated I 
became numb and that can happen as well and but let's say let's stick with an example of the to-do list we becoming a little more slightly overly activated when we are faced with something that our nervous system now is struggling to handle still staying in that sweet spot of being activated enough but not too much and we can begin to have all kind of stories about this particular moment in time which might be true in a way but also might be overly um, amplified in our psyche we might be moving into the state of overly activation and our nervous system becoming sensitive to all of the what it perceive of threats and those stories begin to just creep up like when we tell ourselves oh i'm running out of time i'll have never i'll never have enough time one can i just get it all done there's so much to do i don't know where to start and we keep going on and on and mind you fair enough we have a lot to do normally that's okay i do that too but when we are getting stressed out in lay people terms our nervous system is in a state where we are much more prone to uh, fixate on those uh, stories and ideas and they in their turn can amplify our stress and we might think like oh okay then i should change the stories in my head but in reality unless we change our physiological state that is so now scanning for all the threats in our environment and now environment meaning in our head in our mind and our actual physical environment all the things that we still have to do we're still going to be pushed to think those stories all the way to the point when if we continue in the same vein until the very end of the day we might arrive at this total state of collapse when we we just thinking about oh my gosh this is just so exhausting i will never get it done there's like this hopelessness and desperation feeling to all of this that begins to develop and we might even get to bed still thinking about all of this kind of being wired but tired at the same time and i don't know if you have experienced that before feeling like i will never catch up what if i just fail what it just like it's never gonna work out even though we might be writing a success in our business those thoughts can still creep up especially if we are physiologically triggered because our nervous system is now in the survival mode even if everything seems to be relatively okay for the moment it will start looking for reasons to um, get even more activated because when it's in the survival mode it's now no longer feeling like to like it should be resting or digesting and it feels like all right there's a problem i need to be solving and i need to do this this is why it's so hard to fall asleep if we are arriving in the end of the day in this state and this is why it's also very important to catch the signs the early signs of us moving into the state of dysregulation early on so that we can take care of them and get to the end of the day first of all with empowering stories still in our minds and it doesn't have to be like oh my god i'm on the top of the world on the top of the world but it can be something like oh i have done enough i can put it down i can move on so 
How do we do that? First of all, we've got to learn to name those states. And the language in that I'm going to give you is from polyvagal theory, which is all about befriending one's nervous system. Polyvagal theory. I'm not going to explain and or explore it tonight, today, whatever time of the day that for you, because there is plenty of material out there on it online. If you want to take a look, um, feel free. But I just want to give you the names for the states that it gives, and then you can explore it further. So the very state when we feel like we are functioning at an optimal level is called ventral vagal state. And the story for it in our mind is something like this. I'm feeling at ease, and I'm able to manage whatever comes my way. My heart beats steadily, my muscles are relaxed, and I'm in a state of safety and connection. I can engage with the world around me, I can form meaningful relationships, and experience a sense of well-being. So, I don't know what have come up with for you when you're listening to that, but maybe you can actually take a moment and connect with that state whatever that is like for you when you feel like oh i'm in my sweet spot today i'm working just fine it's my glow state like one of my clients used to say and then when we get a little more activated and more and to the point that we actually pushed from being regulated to becoming dysregulated state we move to a sympathetic state but even before we get there the ventral vagal and a sympathetic state, they actually a great combo as long as the ventral vagal is dominating, so to say. When there is this perfect synergy between regulation and energy that we need to get our things done, we actually feel quite fine still. We are prepared for action. Our heart begins to pick up and adrenaline begins to course through our veins and our senses can sharpen but we're still feeling regulated we are ready to confront threats and challenges our body is filled with energy and i can mobilize my resources to handle any demanding situation this is still depending on an individual individual <laughs> uh, quite an empowering and regulated story but it's if it gets a little too activated like when, uh, in my example, I saw my to-do list and got a little bit stressed out, I can begin to have a different story to it. I can begin to feel anxious or stressed, and I'm just gearing up to face whatever comes my way. So we're moving into this flight or fight response when we're either attacking or we are retreating, we're running away. There is definitely a shift in there from regulation to dysregulation and i'm not using the word dysregulation in any pejorative way or for me it doesn't really have any negative connotation it's just the reality that we are now no longer focused on connection we are now focused on dealing with a threat this is what our nervous system is thinking quote-unquote to do at this very moment and evolutionary speaking this is so good for us but in the reality that we're living right now sometimes we get stuck in this place 
And moreover, if we stuck in it long enough, we run out of all of that juice that we've been running on all this time because we are so activated, we are kind of getting into this frantic state that we become even more dysregulated our nervous system and we drop all the way into the dorsal vagal state. And the story in this state goes like this. I'm in a state of immobilization and withdrawal. My body feels heavy and exhausted. My heart rate is slow and I might experience feelings of helplessness or numbness. I have retreated into a state of protection, disconnecting from the world around me. Life feels overwhelming and I lack energy or motivation to engage in my surroundings. And this is a bit different from just like regular tiredness that we get into. It has a flavor of depression, desperation, hopelessness, um, apathy that is a little bit beyond that we normally feel. It's a bit of a burnout flavor. We're getting a little toasted in there. Our nervous system have shifted all the way from ventral vagal to sympathetic state to dorsal vagal now. And it will take some gentle action to move out from here to go all the way back into the ventral vagal state. But the truth of the matter, there is a map to it. And there is steps that you can take. They are slightly different for everybody, but also similar. Um, Because while we have different histories and ideas that circulate in our minds, we actually have very similar nervous systems. Although if you, just like what I said, if you had a history of trauma, um, your nervous system might be more inclined to spend more time in those sympathetic and dorsal vagal states than the nervous systems that haven't experienced trauma, small t or big t trauma in your life. So what is the pathway to get back to the sweet spot? And for you, it will be at a place that is personalized for you. But for me, that sweet spot is somewhere in between ventral vagal and sympathetic state when I still have enough energy just to keep doing what I'm doing and I am go, go, go mode throughout the day a lot of times. But I am still regulating myself enough not to get overwhelmed. This is like the sweet spot of my optimal functioning. Perhaps it is for you as well. If you could give three words for how would you describe your ideal uh, optimal state just send me a dm on instagram or um, comment under this uh, episode with what you think the, the optimal state is for you i would love to know and i'm not gonna give you right now all of those things that you can find online Basically, how to regulate your system. This is something that you would search for. Ventral uh, vagus nerve regulation. You can find it all online. What I want you to do is to develop skills deeper than that, than just like um, temporary fix something that you can do in a moment. Of course, I would like you to be able to do it as well. And this is why I'm going to include in the show notes to this episode a link to the YouTube video of mine where I am talking about something else. I'm talking about worrying, which has everything to do with the nervous system, but it's also in a caption of it gives you 10 different videos that I filmed by somebody else 
they are from YouTube, but they give you 10 techniques that are body-based. They are not engaging with our mindset. They're en engaging with the physiological state, and this is where you want to do. Call me about it first, think later. So how do you develop a deeper skill of watching your um, nervous system going through those states? You want to get familiar with familiarize yourself with um, each state of yours ventral vagal sympathetic dorsal vagal and for right now for today episode I'm just going to give you some prompts to explore your ventral vagal state because sympathetic and dorsal vagal require a bit more guidance meaning that especially if you had an experience of trauma Unless you're really anchored in your ventral vagal state, you might go a little too deep on those survival states. And I won't be there to help you to come back into the present moment. If you are listening to this podcast, obviously, because I'm not there with you, but I definitely do it in my workshop that I throw about every month, once a month where I do it with a group of people. So I'm there with the, them. Plus there is that group energy to hold them. So you can also DM me about that. It's a free workshop. So uh, everybody's welcome. So let's explore the ventral vagal. And in the show notes, I will give you some pointers towards where you can explore the rest of the states. But right now, if you have a piece of paper, please grab it. If you don't, just come back to this moment later on. So the ventral vagal exploration starts with bringing to mind a situation or memory that makes you feel safe, loved, connected, and however else you want to call it, those fuzzy feelings. Like what I just said earlier in this episode, think about those three words that you would use to describe your ventral vagal state, that safe space that you're feeling. It uh, will have its own flavor. It will express itself in your body, maybe through the feelings of well-being, warmth, or relaxation. Just think about that memory and um, write about just a few sentences about when it happened, what you were doing. And you could be with somebody else in that memory, somebody who is safe emotionally, physically, who's uh, nurturing to you, maybe a pet, maybe a human. Maybe it can be you doing your self-care practice by yourself. Maybe it's being um, somewhere out in nature. Or maybe you're doing your spiritual practice and connecting with uh, spirituality. A lot of different places can help us to connect to that state. I'm pretty positive that you have a few memories of those. So take your time and just think about them. And you can pause the podcast or you can listen to the prompts that I have just to get your juices flowing in that direction. So the first prompt out of the three that I have here is what brings me a sense of safety, love, a connection. Can I recall a time when I felt deeply relaxed and at ease? And that is, again, just my way of putting what is it like when I feel safe. Maybe you want 
want to word this question a little differently. The next question, how does my body respond when I focus on the thoughts and memories? Does my breath, my heartbeat change to reflect the sense of calm? All of that going to be in the show notes, so you can look it up anytime. And the last prompt, other feelings of warmth, relaxation, or well-being in my body? What are my feelings that tell me that I'm feeling safe? What are those stories and thoughts that are in my mind that also letting me know that I'm safe? And ideally, the way you would be exploring this is take like five to ten minutes out of your day, sit down, few deep breaths to start with, and then really go in into that experience and feel what it's like for your nervous system to anchor in those states. So the next thing you would be doing, whether in my free workshop or perhaps by yourself, just really knowing that you can start off by being anchored into the ventral vagal is exploring your sympathetic and dorsal states. So when you get the descriptions of what it's like for you when you are finding yourself in those landscapes, so to say, you can begin to also understand how you move through them throughout a day because you can further implement this in taking pauses and checking in with yourself and saying, uh-huh, this is where I am. This is I'm moving into the sympathetic state. I know that in this state, I'm more prone to create stories in my head about my life and myself that are can be even more overwhelming for me right this moment. So I better take some measures to calm my body first and then come back to thinking. And then come back to engage you with life. And it doesn't have to take long. It can take five minutes, but it definitely a lot of times requires to put our thoughts down and come back to our body and work with the somatic layer of ourselves first and foremost. And then when you shift it into more of a, again, ventral vagal state, from this point on, you will notice how the stories in your mind change. And you can actually continue monitoring yourself throughout the day, making sure that you come back to this optimal state of sweet spot, optimal functioning, so that you take advantage of knowing how your states come to life and how much power they have over how you uh, interact with your environment and what things you do to make it better or not. So my last thing that I would like to encourage you to do is first of all, find me on Instagram at my blooming heart hypnotherapy. Say hello, say something that you like from this episode. Maybe just tell me those three words that describe your sweet spot, your ventral valgate state. And also continue on with self-care, pausing, and check out that YouTube that I'm the YouTube video that I'm talking about, um, talked about early in this episode for the 10 techniques that you can include in your day that will allow your physiological state to move into the state of safety so that you can create empowering stories and use them as the juice for everything that you want to accomplish in your life. Thank you so much. That was my first solo episode. 
I hope you enjoyed it. Please uh, support it however you can. Review my podcast. Give it some love. And you got this. We got this. Our nervous systems are strong and powerful. And we know how to bring them back into the regulation. One breath at a time and if you like this episode you can help me to spread the word about it feel free to leave a review and share about it with a friend i really appreciate your support thank you And if you like this episode, you can help me to spread the word about it. Feel free to leave a review and share about it with a friend. I really appreciate your support. Thank you.